Hi, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Putting Words to It podcast. So far this season, we've had some great interviews already and just talking about the descriptive words that Paul uses in the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, when he's talking about what love is. So today, we're going to tackle um, the idea that love is not boastful. And I have invited my friend Zeno, say hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) To help me with this conversation. So, Zeno, uh, we've known each other for a while. I was thinking about this later or earlier today. Like, I can't remember the first time that we met really, but we've gone to church together for a long time. And, but it hasn't been until like the last two or three years that we have really gotten to know each other and spend time with each other. And so I have to start off with just saying that when I was thinking about all the descriptive words and planning out the season, and when I thought about love is not boastful, I thought about you because you are the least boastful person that I know. Very humble very kind and considerate um, to others. And so when I came across this, I thought Zeno's the one that I need to have this conversation with. So thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm (laughs) glad that you thought about me. Thank you for doing that. I would like to let our audience know a little bit about who you are and just what a little bit of your story. So Zeno is not your full name. It is. It is a woman Zeno. That's the full name. And then my last name is Asiyama Paul. A woman means good thing has come. And then um, Asiyama Paul means we welcome children. Or Hmm. yeah, that's what my last name is. And it actually followed the family because every single member of my family has a pair of twins or triplets. Oh my goodness. So yeah. So girl, are you going to have twins or triplets? I'm excited for it. All my siblings (laughs) are twins except me. So my Uh, mom has three sets. I'm the only one that's not a twin. Your mother has three sets of twins? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I did not know that about you. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm excited for it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, And your nationality? I'm from Nigeria. Okay. How did you? southern part of Nigeria. Okay. So how did you make your way? to the u.s um honestly i think it was a lot of god and none of me i was originally about to go to school in london it was the university of kingston mm. to study bioscience biomedical sciences mm. and my fees were paid i was about to leave the country my dad came to nashville to see his cousin and calls me and says you're going to mtsu wow um, in that moment, I was 17. I was about to turn 17. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about America. I just knew I didn't want to come here. Really? Um, and then once he told me MTSU was in Tennessee, I just was like, oh, Hannah Montana is from Tennessee. Miley Cyrus. That's all <laughs> I knew about Tennessee. <laughs> I love it. And I really didn't want to come. I ended up going to or. I, I remember where I was, and I said the first faith prayer that I've ever said. Mm. Um, I said, God, I'm not writing any more exams. If this is what you want from me, then you're going to have to ha- make it happen. Mm. And uh, at that time, I think a lot of people were getting denied for visas, so mm. they couldn't come. Mm-hmm. 
I remember them trying to coach me and I wouldn't just not listen. I literally pulled up <laughs> to the interview and before it was my turn, mm-hmm. I remembered that prayer and I said, mm-hmm. God, if this is it, then that's what we're going to do. But if wow. not, I, I honestly don't think I was a believer or mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. Okay. I just need to say really um, faith filled prayers. Okay. And I didn't understand then how much weight or power mm-hmm. my tongue had. Mm hmm. Um, and how old were you? I was 16, turning 17. Okay. Yeah, you were young. Yes. So it was supposed to be me and my mom. We went to go apply. Every single person that was ahead of me got denied. <laughs> I went up to the counter and the guy asked me, where are you going? What school are you going? And what are you studying? Mm-hmm. And I told him all of that. And he asked me, where are your paperwork? Mm-hmm. I left my papers um, on my seat. Like I didn't even bring it to- <laughs> with me. And he was it like, really had to be oh. God. <laughs> and he was like, wait, where's your bank statement and all of that? And I was like, hey, can you give me a minute real quick? Uh-huh. So I went back and went to go get it. My mom was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and then I went up there. Um, I was more excited because I was supposed to go to Dubai in three days. Mm-hmm. So I was more concerned that I was going to get my passport back. Wow. Because it took them five days to get your passport back. So he asked me all the questions, told me, hey, you can pick up your passport in three days. Mm -hmm. And my response to him was, is there any way I can expedite that? Because I'm (laughs) supposed to be going to Dubai. Um, And he was like, no, you can't. So I was sad. Uh I walked out. My mom got denied. So it was just me. Um, Ended up going home. My dad dropped me off on on December 28, 2013 Mm -hmm. and left december 31st Mm. so it was literally hey you're going to school drop me off and that was it wow yeah so you were 16 i had just turned 17 that's right because you have a december birthday um so you just turned 17 and left your country yeah and moved to a totally different culture i mean just a whole different world Yes. And had nobody. Nobody. That knew nobody. That's amazing. Well, and where are you now? Um <clears throat> I had a long road, but I think I'm finally where God wants me to be. I went to MTSU initially for nursing, graduated, went to Cincinnati, worked for um like six months, mm. hated it. Mm. Um, not because I couldn't do it i just hate, hated the fact that i couldn't show how much empathy i wanted mm-hmm. um and i was working with kids that had disabilities uh-huh. so it just broke my heart every single day yeah, that's and hard. i knew that wasn't it mm-hmm. um and then i went back to mtc for construction management and right now i work as a project engineer mm-hmm. in nashville that's amazing and you have a great job oh absolutely working with great people absolutely that just genuinely care for you and like are walking through life with you yes it's more i say every day like i'm so grateful it's more than a job they intentionally care about me like a as a whole person Mm -hmm. not about what i can give to them or what i can do but Mm -hmm. they just want to make sure that i'm growing in every aspect of life and no question is off limit Mm -hmm. so well and i think that's just a testament um to your character they recognize who you are and what you're about and um that gets rewarded you know just in life it gets rewarded it gets noticed and it gets rewarded so i'm proud of you thank you i am i'm very proud of you thank you 
Um, so today, talking about love is not boastful. Um, how would you define that kind of love? I th- I would define it as a love that is confident in um, what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a love that I show you, but I don't have to prove to you that I love you. Mm-hmm. You feel it and you see it regard- um, without me having to do anything specific or buy you gifts or do anything extra v- vacant for you to notice mm-hmm. it. Or co- mm-hmm. You don't question it because mm-hmm. it's confident. Yeah. So how would you define the word boast? Like boasting, being boastful. I think it's be as would be being prideful. Mm. Would be the word I would use. Mm. Yeah. And why do you think people are boastful? Insecurities. Mm. Um, also, I think we become boastful when we're not sh- confident in who we are mm. and what we what we're doing or how we're going about it and we just want the praise from everybody else to affirm that whatever you're doing is the right way or it's the right thing to do i agree i think it is oftentimes like yes it can be um uh, trying to one-up somebody or trying to show your superior superiority over somebody um but i think oftentimes it it's a it's a mask it's a it's a covering up of something that's deep deep down deep down deeper issues right and so what we're doing is we're 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 longing for that attention that the approval the uh, the attaboy the pat on the back the all the things right we're we're, we long for that Mm -hmm. um but just in our fallen nature and just being people Unfortunately, we look for that in other people. Yeah. When in actuality, we should be looking to the Lord for that. I agree. Um, I think you do that too when um, you're just not sure where your identity is. Mm-hmm. Or um, God does call us to leave, to leave life in excellence and mm-hmm. call us to treat people right. Um, be above the norm. Mm-hmm. But he also knows that we crave the affirmation of the people that love us or mm-hmm. we want people to see and appreciate what you've done. Yeah. So he's not like sitting up there and saying, no, you can't get credit for your work. Right. But when you switch and the only reason you're doing that is because I want the credit. I want everybody to know mm-hmm. that you've defeated the whole purpose of why God gave you the grace to even get to where you are. Right. Absolutely. You hit on a very good point in that, it's okay to be acknowledged. Absolutely. It is okay. And it's it is even okay to desire that. Yes. Right? But it's it's the motive of the heart, right? It's like it's understanding that if you get it or not you're still okay. Yes. And it's also <laughs> understanding too that um God does say place nothing else above me. Mm-hmm. And we can easily make a lot of things idols without yes. realizing that that's Absolutely. what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are idols in our lives that we aren't aware of yet. Um I think of that verse Colossians 3:23 that says whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So just saying that yes, work hard do your best and understand that 
you will get acknowledged, but that's not the reason why you're doing it. You're doing it because at the end of the day, you want people to know that I'm doing a good job because I love the Lord and I'm doing it for him. Yes. Right. That, that that's the motive of your heart. Um, can you think of a, a time when someone was boastful? I'm sure you can. I can think of multiple times (laughs) when someone was boastful. I'm just going to give like a general example. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm thinking of when, I'm just going to use myself because I've been boastful before multiple times. We are not like We are not perfect, are we? Yes, I'm not. (laughs) Um, There are times where I've done things, for example, uh, say I see a friend of mine struggling or mm-hmm. um a family member struggling mm-hmm. and i decide to offer to help from a good place mm-hmm. and they don't appreciate me the way i thought i should be appreciated mm-hmm. and then i go and call somebody else and i'm like hey i did this and this for them but they didn't say thank you or they didn't even acknowledge that i did it or mm-hmm. i didn't have to Mm-hmm. that just changed my heart from wanting to help sure. to doing it only because I wanted the affirmation or yeah. for someone to be indebted to me. But that's not what, mm-hmm. that's not what God's love is. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. It just changes somehow along the way, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Like it just changes. And it catches up like without you even knowing that you're doing mm. it. Because you're not going out there like, hey, look at me. I did this. Yeah. But once something just switches, it's like mm-hmm. you don't know how you got from here mm. to there. And then the whole motive of you doing it in the first place is in question. But in your heart, whenever you decided to do that, it yeah. was because you wanted to help. Yeah. It was because you wanted to show love, not because of how the person was going to re- react or how they were mm-hmm. going to treat you afterwards. You saw a need, you decided to feel it. Yeah. And that should be it. So what do you think changed? Pride. Mm. We're prideful people. Yeah. And it hurts too when you don't realize um, why you're doing things or mm. when you don't realize how much grace and love that God has for you. And mm. he, the only thing he asks of you is to obey him. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that I do not deserve that I have. And if God was me, he'll be doing a roll call right now and telling me, (laughs) Hey, remember when I did this for you, you should have done this. Mm. And, but that's not what he wants. He doesn't keep a record, does he? No. (laughs) I think that boasting leads people to have exaggerated ideas about how much control they have over the events in their life, right? So boasting makes you, if I'm boasting to you about something that I've got going on in my life, it communicates to you that, oh, she's got it going on. Like she's got that thing under control. She's winning at that. But it's, it, for me, it's an exaggeration and it's, it's, trying to convince you and probably even trying to convince myself that I've got it under control. Absolutely. I think it's a false narrative and that's the mm-hmm. word we're leaving right now. That's Instagram. 
Yeah. That's um, TikTok. That's mm-hmm. everybody. The cars we drive, the houses we think we can afford. Mm-hmm. It's just a way of filling a void. Yeah. It's not. Um, those things don't make you happy. Thinking you're above the people that you're around is not of God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help you. You go home and you're drained and you are you have to keep up appearances because mm-hmm. then you have to remember what lie I told them today so I can keep it up tomorrow and right. next, tomorrow, ne- next tomorrow. And then yeah. you come back and the people you're supposed to ask for help, you can't because mm-hmm. you already elevated yourself to the point where you're supposed to be helping them, but you really need help from them. Right. And um, something my mom, I would never forget this, always told me was you always have to put yourself in the bottom and let God raise you. Mm. And don't raise yourself because if you fall, mm-hmm. you don't have nothing to catch you. Mm. And so I think if anything, that's where my humility comes from is acknowledging that everything that I have and mm-hmm. I own was given to me by God and he could take it away at any moment Mm. if I don't take care of it. Yeah. So when I talk about my life or talk about the things that I have, it's an appreciation to God and a testimony to people Mm -hmm. to know that, hey, God is not a respecter of persons. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Absolutely. But if I, exactly. But if I switch and I'm like, hey, look at me, look Mm -hmm. at all of this. Mm -hmm. I don't control the trajectory of how I grow. Right. So it's expected from all the other people that I'm telling, like, hey, look at me. I got this today. So Mm -hmm. tomorrow you should be getting something better. Yeah. But I don't control that. Yeah. And then if that doesn't happen, I get depressed. Right. You set yourself up for failure. Exactly. Yeah. But I could just easily just be with you and say, hey, praise God with me. This happened today. Right. And I'm thankful for it. Yes. And all the pressures off of me and on God. All the pressures off of you. I love that because that's what love does. Like love is not weighty. It doesn't, it's not burdensome. Love lifts all of that, right? And when we are boastful, when we are prideful, then it's, it's a weight. It's a burden. It's not what God intended. It's not the example that Jesus gave when he was walking on the earth, right? Like, There's a reason why Paul is saying love is not boastful because he understands like that's not helping you. Yeah. And if we're being honest, like when you boast about things like you're not you can't boast about it because you don't even own it. (laughs) It's like, what's the whole point? I'm boasting about something that I have no control over. Yeah. But if I'm in humility mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and telling you, Hey, I don't know, but I know mm-hmm. who knows. Yeah. It's all on him. Yeah. And if he chooses to give it to me, then I'm grateful. Right. If not, I know that I didn't need that, mm-hmm. but he's going to provide it. Yeah. But if I have to keep up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. depression, bankruptcy, mm-hmm. all of that sets yeah. in. And then I come back and I'm like, but God, why did you let this happen? Mm. God didn't do that. Mm-hmm. It says in the Bible that God blesses us and has no sorrow to it. Mm. Yeah. So why would he, he now add sorrow when I have to be boastful? Right. Like, that's not him. Right. That's not his intention. And it's a trust issue. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. It's a trust issue. I think too, like, I think one of the questions that was, um, one of the questions you're eventually going to ask, I'm, I'm probably jumping over you. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> was, um, oh, I got it. Why do you think it's hard to receive love from Jesus? Mm-hmm. And I read that question and I sat there and 
I thought about the character of Jesus that I know mm. and all of the stories that I've heard and the life experiences of people that I look up to and I've seen and um, the miracles that have happened in my life. Mm. Why is it hard to receive love from Jesus? It's because I can't give that amount of love. So I don't think I deserve mm. it. Mm. So when it comes to being trusting somebody, you have to know somebody. Mm. But it's hard for me to acknowledge that Jesus can love me beyond my scenes and beyond my sh- shortcomings. Um, and I don't know, like I just cannot grasp what that kind of love is. So it's hard for me to receive it. Mm-hmm. So rather than embrace the love and be in the love, I would rather retreat and run and mm-hmm. shame like Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they had a relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and God, mm-hmm. but they didn't understand why God would forgive them. That's why they try to hide. But mm-hmm. the answer was just run to him and say, I messed up. Like, right. And he knew he was still going to clothe them. Right. They didn't deserve it. Right. But I'm thinking about me mm-hmm. and my flesh. Mm-hmm. I probably would have kicked them out of there. and like, you want to do your own <laughs> thing anyway. So you might as well go do it. Yeah. And so it's hard for us to understand that God loves us unconditionally. It is. And he already loved us before he even created some of us. Mm -hmm. He was here like how many years ago? And he knew you were coming, (laughs) but he still died. Yeah. And he already saw the scene you made today and when you're going to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But he chose, I'm still going to die for her because I love her. Absolutely. And as long as she acknowledges and comes back to me. Yeah. Then that love still flows. Yes, absolutely. But I don't have that kind of love to give. Someone annoys me. Yeah. I'm probably cutting you off for like two seconds and then I, I can come back to mm. my senses and be like, oh, but I love you. Yeah. But Jesus doesn't do that. Right. Absolutely. So it's hard for us to understand that kind of love. And so it's hard to receive it. Yes, it is understanding that his love is different. It's different from anything that we experience on the earth it's different from anything that we can give but that's what makes it special and that's what makes it um life-changing oh yeah right like that's what changes the hearts of kings is the love of jesus humility comes into that when you acknowledge that i don't understand the love yeah but i have to humble myself to receive it yes because if you don't yeah then you're going through life not knowing what that is. And I promise you, you do not mm-hmm. want to do that. You're missing out. If you if you if you are, you're missing out. Like his love changes us. It changes us if we allow it. Yeah. If we allow it. If you allow it. That's the key word. Because mm-hmm. he's Jesus is a gentleman. He's not just gonna badge into your life and right. he he's sitting there and he'll come in if you invite him in. Yes. But if not he loves you enough to give to respect your boundaries right. and give you space. Yep. And he desires us to desire him. Like it's just like any relationship. Exactly. You're not going to be, um, you're not going to marry somebody that doesn't love you. It gets old quick. <laughs> right. You're going to get tired of it being a one way relationship. Mm-hmm. He is the same. Like he doesn't want a one way relationship. He wants for you to be in communion with him and it be a two-way relationship. 
But he would not cut you off if you decided that you wanted a one-way relationship. You're just going to shut change Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. That's how much love he has. He never turns away from us. He's still going to love you. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to leave to your full potential because you did not accept the help. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Has there been a time when, um, when you have had an opportunity to be boastful, but you've held your tongue multiple times and it, when you have done that, how do you feel about it? Right? Like what's the experience of that? I'm going somewhere with this. It's hurtful. Mm. for me it's hurtful because i'm like but god i deserve better better Mm. and you're telling me to not say anything Mm. i really just was loving but i guess not and then i get hurt for even trying to love Mm. it's hurtful yeah but then doesn't doesn't jesus come in and fulfill all of that absolutely like he can heal those wounds I think if anything, that pulls me closer to Jesus. I'm thinking about a particular instance right now. And I realized in that moment, I couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I just had to hold my tongue and walk away. Mm-hmm. And I was down. Mm-hmm. But I knew without a doubt that God saw that moment. And I think you were very like, um, I don't even know what the word is. And those, those times I'll call you sometimes and be like, hey, this just happened. Mm. And you tell me Jesus was there. He mm-hmm. saw it. Mm-hmm. You deserved better. Mm-hmm. But God saw it. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay. And, but I trusted that. Yeah. And I think I totally believe now that he was there. I chose to be the bigger person and walk away. Mm-hmm. But God was there. Yes. And he gave me the grace that I needed to still show love to this person that did that to me the next day or the next moment. Yeah, absolutely. And he can do that. Yeah. If you let him, (laughs) if you let him, he can absolutely do that. Like you think you're not capable and really in your own strength, you're not, I am not, but if you can show humility and allow God to move in those situations, he totally can restore those things. Right. And he can strengthen you to continue to walk in that. Absolutely. You can't like literally, my mom used to say this. Um, she has an ana- analogy where you're in a uh, semi mm-hmm. and you roll up all the window mm-hmm. and you dip it inside water. You don't hear anything that's happening above you. Okay. Everything that's going on, you don't hear. Mm-hmm. But if you come back up and you roll down your window, mm-hmm. you're going to realize, oh, there's stuff happening. Mm-hmm. In those moments when I have to hold my tongue. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm like, God, shut my ears so I don't hear it. I can be present. I can love, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to hear it because I know it's going to plant seeds that you don't want to plant. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it helps every time. And rather than focus on whatever is being said, Mm -hmm. I'm focusing on whatever Jesus is putting in my mind in that moment. I love that. So I'm taking out, I'm being, I'm not even there. Mm -hmm. I'm there physically, but I'm really not there because you're trying to tune it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to practice that girl. That's a great exercise. (laughs) I love practical things. I'm going to, I'm going to try that because yeah, it's what you're, it's what you're paying attention to. Where, where's your focus? What are you focusing on? Yeah. Do you think that boasting can be subtle? Oh yeah. Do you think there's a difference? Yeah. Like in bold 
boasting, but then subtle boasting? I think subtle boasting is you telling yourself, but I didn't really boast. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to convince yourself that it's okay. I just told them a little. It wasn't a lot. (laughs) I I wasn't trying to put it in their face. Right. So it's okay. Exactly. (laughs) It's you convincing yourself. You're doing it regardless. Right. So for you to even think maybe if I do it a little bit. Yeah. It's still doing it. It's still doing it. (laughs) Yeah. So I do not believe that there's, I think people do it and make themselves feel better. Yeah. Well, sure. Let me just sprinkle a little bit of. Right what I'm doing right now yeah I think in my own life like I've had the mentality of like well nobody else is gonna sing my praises I better do it but where does that come from though girl that comes from all kinds of brokenness (laughs) that comes from needing to be seen and needing to be noticed and I've been there yeah I'm literally at work right now having to do multiple projects that I have to acknowledge every single day Mm. whenever an email gets sent i have covering for a reason Mm. i could easily be prideful and tell them hey you don't need to do that i can do it Mm. but i also have to be humble enough to realize i don't have the experience that that person has yeah and that person doing it is making sure that i'm covered Mm. Mm -hmm. but it could be a big deal yeah where i'm like hey but it's this is mine and this is supposed to be Mm. what i'm doing Mm mm-hmm but I have to like look at it. I have to tell myself every day mm-hmm. it's covering. Yeah. It's covering. There's a specific yeah. person that I have to copy on all my emails. Mm-hmm. Not because they told me to, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it because whenever I send it out, mm-hmm. he gives me feedback. Hey, good job on this. Mm-hmm. Hey, you should have worded it this way. Right. So next time I right. do it better. And and that humility allows you to grow. Exactly. But it's still hard. I still have to like constantly remind myself it's Mm -hmm. covering. Yeah. It's covering. Yeah. You got this. There you go. But if I'm going around like, hey, look at me. My name is on that paper. I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to be doing this. Like you don't need to do it. He'll Mm -hmm. let me do it. Right. And then I'll fail. Right. And those are hard lessons. Exactly. And then I'll blame them. Hey, why did you let me do it? And he'll look at me. Remember when I offered? Right. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yes. Humility is a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> it's a very good thing. Um, as we're kind of rounding this out and just thinking about love is not boastful. What's one last thing that you would like? If you could tell, oh, okay, let's do it this way. If you could tell your 20 year old self, because how old are you now? 26. Okay. If you could tell your 20 year old self something about love is not boastful what would you tell her i'll tell myself to trust god trust the process Mm. but also trust that it doesn't have to make it to instagram for it to matter Mm. it doesn't have to be flashy and glamorous for it to matter Mm. the little steps of obedience that you took at that point matters a lot to God as much as the um, Instagram model Mm -hmm. is celebrating. Mm -hmm. So take those little steps Mm -hmm. and be okay with it. Give yourself a tap on the back because Mm -hmm. you've done as much as you could do at that time. Mm. And don't um, 
do not measure your successes based off of what the world is saying because God does not have to perform a miracle to be God. Amen. Amen. Well, I just want to say personally that, and I know that I speak on behalf of my husband, Bo, and myself, and we just say, we are so proud of you, truthfully. Like, I've had the privilege of just being able to mentor and just pour into your life. And it's been a joy, Zeno. It really has been because. Thank you for not giving up on me. (laughs) Because I can see just the desire in your heart, like just the desire of more of God and to, to be all that you can be through him. And it has been a joy just to watch you grow over these last few years. I mean, three years, Zeno, like you are not the same person that you were three years ago. You are a completely different person. You are lighter. You are happier. There's more joy in your face. Like it's, it, it has been a real joy for Bo and I to just be able to see that. I mean, Wow. Thank you for sticking it with me. It was hard, but (laughs) we made it. You made it. Yeah. Um, Thank you for just spending your time and doing this with me. And I love being here. Yeah. Okay. Last question. This is a fun question. Are you a cat person or a dog person? A dog person. You didn't even let me get it out. Absolutely. I'm scared of cats. That's right. You you are. are. I'm scared of cats. Yes, I have seen you run to the car yeah. to avoid my cat. I would not come out of the car if I see them. I love you, girl. I love you, too. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening today. I really enjoyed my conversation with Zeno. I hope you did, too. To find out more about what's going on with putting words to it, go to my website, amandaparker.net. Scroll to the bottom and subscribe. I'd love to have the opportunity to connect more with you.